I'm Jim. And I'm Tuck. And this is Beer in the Heart of Texas. A podcast dedicated to reviewing the beers of Texas. For episode seven, we'll be reviewing two beers from Southern Star Brewing in Conroe, Texas. Bombshell Blonde California Ale and Buried Hatchet Stout. All right, but before we get started, uh, we did want to make a couple of uh, announcements, corrections. Uh, this one's really more of an announcement, or a, we neglected to mention last episode with Community. They do have a tap room in Dallas. It's a very nice one. It's downtown Dallas. Uh, nice garden, the whole thing, but uh, patio more than a garden. But uh, they are closed right now due to COVID-19. Uh, however, you can get whatever, if you're in the Dallas area, uh, if you go to their site, it is very easy to order. They'll deliver the beer out to your car. Um, it's worth doing. They're still doing some of their community help events, but all events as of right now, they are not doing. So just check online. First thing you'll see, and they'll let you know what's going on and uh, very easy to order from. Any word on when they might be opening up with the governor, you know, loosening um, our restrictions here in Texas? It sounds like they're they're going to ignore the governor okay. and do their own... Uh, until they feel safe, both for their employees and their customers. Uh, it is a uh, very crowded part of downtown. It's by the, I forgot what it's called, the bridge. I think the design district. The design district. So uh, I think they just want to make sure everybody's safe. Good, um, good. But yes, you can order, have it delivered out to your car. And it's worth doing, but don't drink in your car. That That's, that's yes. useful. Yes. Thanks, Tuck. And, uh, well, let's go on. What have you been drinking, Tuck? Um, I've been all over the place. Um, the, the one I wanted to talk about is one I'm going to kind of plug for maybe doing a review of sometime in the future, and that's a Cowtown Brewery down in Fort Worth. Um, I'm vaccinated. Okay. Uh, still not going out much, but they have a giant patio with a barbecue. Ooh. Um, I did not go with the, I'd like this beer and I'm going to drink it. I went all over the menu. Um, they have some great IPAs, which you would hate. Um, they have some spectacular, uh, they're, uh, just their Fort Worth beer. It's just a light Pilsner. Okay. Was really exceptional. And their, uh, their Mexican style beer lager was actually amazing. I was not expecting that. Um, it was the last one I tried. It was just sort of like one more with my barbecue, but it was, uh, well worth trying. So, uh, I think we should. Okay. Review it sometime soon. Uh, what about you? What are you up to? Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Clarifying. Yeah. Uh, a number of things. Actually, just got back uh, spring break, uh, took a road trip with some really good friends that uh, we went up to uh, play disc golf in northern Oklahoma and Kansas, southern Kansas, and stopped at a brewery in, in Emporia called Radius Brewing. And very, very good beers. One in particular, I was just looking up to... Uh, Refresh my memory. What was the name of this American style ale? And of course, when you know they they switch out what they're brewing fairly regularly, and so it's not there anymore. But uh, that was a really good stop. If you're ever in the area, uh, I would highly recommend Radius Brewing Brewing Company in Emporia, Kansas. Beyond that, uh, what I've mainly been drinking is a couple of the seasonal beers uh, from Southern Star Brewing. Just, uh, I wanted to try them. I wanted to get a taste for what this brewery is all about. And so I've been, uh, I've had their Winter Warmer, their Oktoberfest, and the Metzli Pecan Stout. Like all three. 
They're pretty solid. I'm looking forward to these two beers. I've had one. I've had the Bombshell Blonde. I've never had the Buried Hatchet Stout. So looking forward to today, uh, what we're going to be trying. Excellent. So uh, that's a perfect segue. Let's go ahead and start talking about the brewery. Absolutely. All right. A little bit of history about it. Uh, They were started in 2007 by Dave Fulgeron. I believe I'm saying that right. Um, He was a brewer at St. Arnold's and his friend Brian Hutchins, who was a home brewer and had um, some experience in construction. It's located in Conroe, Texas, and... Which, interestingly, that's sort of, in part, not not entirely, but in part, how we uh, came into contact with the, this particular brewery. I have a cousin that lives uh, down down in the Houston area, but works in, in Conroe, and, and this brewery happens to be just a couple miles um, from where she works, and, and she happened to go to the uh, tap room one day and said, you got to try this. You, you should consider reviewing this brewery for your podcast. And so, what do you know? Here is Southern Star. And I believe she met... Uh... She met Dave. Okay. And talked to Dave quite a bit, actually put us in contact with Dave. And so, uh, a big shout out to my cousin Diane. And just uh, Dave, just want to add too, was very, very helpful in working with us, giving us a lot of information about the brewery. And, and it was really good and, and interesting to read about the just the origin story of this particular uh, craft brewery. Yes. And uh, speaking of the taproom, uh, it was opened in 2016. It's, it's apparently a large area. They have a giant uh, outdoor beer garden. Right. Um, they also, it looked like looking at, they have another uh, landscaped area you can reserve for private parties. Uh, the tap room looked exceptional. It looks like a fun place to visit. They have lots of different events. Uh, right now, they don't have as many as they normally would. But even then, they're doing some, with the weather getting nicer, they do look like they're having some outdoor events right. uh, still uh, safely. Um, a little bit more about the brewery. They were the fat first craft brewery in Texas to can their beers. Uh, clearly, some like Lone Star was already canning for right, decades. Right. But yeah, they, they, they say they are the first one. That's noteworthy. Yes. Um, then a little bit more of the artwork. They have some really cool artwork on their cans. Originally, it was done by uh, an artist named Michael Draper, who passed away in 2017. Now it's a local firm, but they're very proud of their artwork, and they should be. I I can say that some of their original ones, they're very eye-catching. We'll talk more about it, especially uh, both uh, uh, the Bombshell Blonde and uh, Barry the Hatchet have some great artwork. Right, right. But we'll do that when we get to the review. Southern Star Brewery has a great... Uh, selection of both year-round and rotating seasonal beers. Definitely a great selection, uh, depending on the time of year, what you like. Make sure you check that out. But Jim, why don't you tell us about their year-round beers? Right. Uh, to start with, probably their standard. They said it was their top seller. It's called Bombshell Blonde, which we'll be reviewing today. They also have a Strawberry Blonde, which is a take of their Bombshell Blonde. Thirdly, they have a Southern Brunch Citrus Shandy. Tuck, have you tried this? I know you're more of a Shandy guy than I am. I have not. Um, I have tried the Strawberry Blonde. And as far as uh, summer type beers, uh, flavor, uh, I would put it right up there with a couple of my favorites, uh, including uh, the 
Shiner, and then my one in Arkansas that's the blueberry beer. Okay. All right. Fourthly, uh, Conspiracy Theory IPA, which I think you've said you've had I've, that. I've had it at a bar. Um, I, I remember liking it. I don't remember a lot of details. I went back to my little review app, but apparently it, it was later in the night when sometimes I forget <laughs> to put them in there. Uh, their fifth beer, which we'll be also reviewing today, Buried Hatchet Stout. Looking forward to that. And then lastly, their their last uh, year-round beer is called Lil Cal. It's a low-cal, <laughs> low-carb IPA. I, uh, I I love the name. Uh, yeah. any, anytime something's Lil something, it just cracks me up. <laughs> How uh, about their uh, seasonals? All right, they have uh, uh, four uh, rotating ones that they do uh, year-round, uh, depending on the season. They have Mama Rosa Ghost. Gose. I, we know. Yes. It's their first sour beer. Uh, it was recently released. Um, it sounds really good. They have their Oktoberfest, their Winter Warmer, and their Mes... 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 You say that one. I can't. Um, Metzli Pecan Stout. Metzli Pecan Stout. I, I knew the pecan and the stout. It was the Metzli. Okay. I like, you know, having had both the Winter Warmer and the Metzli Pecan Stout, they're good beers. They're very solid. They're a little bit uh, darker if that scares you off, uh, you know, some folks, but uh, they're worth a try. I have the Winter Warmer. Uh, I haven't had it yet, but I have it uh, right up in front in my fridge. Okay. Uh, wanting to try it, uh, just, just haven't had a chance. They also have some, they rotate beers uh, every two months, so they have a few more. You can go to their website. You can see all the beers they've had, all the ones that are currently coming up. Uh, their newest one that's coming out is called Hopwave. It's a uh, it's a West Coast IPA. It sounds very hoppy. Uh, it sounds more like one I would enjoy. Undoubtedly so. Yes. Um, as far as awards for uh, Southern Star Brewing Company, uh, they've won a few local awards, uh, but they don't really participate in the the big national and state uh, brewing competitions. Yeah, that was interesting to find out that, you know, it seems like a lot of breweries go that route to, hey, we can say we won this this particular award, this particular award. And Southern Stars uh, made a, uh, you know, a, made it as a decision, as just a part of their business model. They're not going to do that. I, I think they focus more on just getting uh, started in right. Houston, then word of mouth, and then uh, they've released it. I've seen it. Uh, they've relied on just word of mouth and, uh, uh, again, very producing good beer. Yeah, producing good beer and great eye-catching cans that make you say, like, hey, I think I'm going to give this a try. The first beer we're reviewing for Southern Star Brewery is uh, Bombshell Blonde. Bombshell Blonde has an ABV of 5.25%, uh, an IBU of 20. So fairly interesting numbers there. Yeah. Uh, and certainly with the tastes... You, you sensed the IBUs pretty low. I didn't necessarily think the uh, ABV was quite that high. No, I didn't either. But it's it's pretty. Uh, I'd say top end of average. Right for for a, a beer of this style. Right. Uh, could you briefly describe just uh, what do we know about uh, Bombshell Blonde? Sure, it's a light blonde. Uh, they fermented it at cooler temperatures to give it a clean finish, uh, which is noticeable. I would say it is. Um, it's made, uh, they, they really, they really, um, emphasize the, the malts. Uh, it's made with an American pale and a Vienna malt. Right. Uh, both of which are, are really good. It's, it's lightly hopped. So there's a little bit of hop, but nothing. I, I've really didn't even, I kind of noticed the hops, but not in a way that was overpowering. Right. Uh, they use, uh, two types, uh, sapphire 
and Sterling Hops. Mm-hmm. Um, just in case anyone was curious about the hops. Right. Uh, you know, just along along those lines, uh, much more so to me, the, it's noticeable the malt aspect um, is is emphasized rather than the than the hops. You taste more of the malt. It's just there's a smoothness to this beer that uh, I think is really enjoyable that we'll get to uh, probably a little bit more as we start to rank and review the, I, this beer. I'm sure we will. And and you can definitely taste there are two different kinds of malt. Like it has different flavors at different times on the palate. Right. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, site, label, name. What do you think about it? Why don't you describe the can for us? Well, the can is a it's a solid blue color. It's, it's fairly distinct. It's a beautiful blue. One of the things I like about the can is it right up top it says beer for people who like beer, and, and then probably the most uh, the most recognizable aspect of this can clearly is they have a uh, well a beautiful Texas uh, cowgirl instead of riding a uh, you know a steer or riding a horse a bucking bronco she is riding a uh, a bomb and. Uh, it's quite distinct. It's it's very uh, uh, reminiscent. I mean, it, it it is exactly what you would see uh, on on the old World War II bombers when they would paint right on the side. She's riding the bomb. The imagery is yeah. To me, it's right out of the forties. It's right out of the fifties. It, it is. It's the pinup style uh, art, and I really like it. I will say it it is the one that I notice every time I go um, on out to, out to a, a liquor store. Or to buy when I see it, I'm like, oh, there it is, bombshell blonde. Anything else about the can? No. It's straightforward and unique, which is really a good combination. You know it when you see it? Right. It was, I believe, uh, it's their first beer, or one of their first, so it was drawn by uh, uh, Michael Draper. Right. Um, it's, it's one that they uh, are really proud of, and they should be. I like the name. I like the way it looks. As far as my points, I, I'm going to give it a five. I, I love it. So, I, But I've always loved that sort of World War II pit-up imagery. It, it's really unique. Right. Um, it, 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 it looks great on the can. Uh, what about you? Tuck, I'm going to give it five points as well. I think it's, it's a very solid look. It, it's, it's distinct. It's uh, you know utilizing the red, white, and blue. Uh, the imagery with the cowgirl riding a bomb, th- that is, is very nice. And it, most importantly, I think it stands out in, in, the, uh, in the liquor store in the beer aisle. All right. Five for both of us. Now we are moving on to look in the glass. So that will include how does it look? How does it smell? Um, it is a very, it's a yellowish, kind of a little bit of orange, good, good head on it when it poured, smell uh, slight, I mean, for lack of a better word, it smelled like a beer. Right. It wasn't overpowering with the smell. You didn't smell any hops. You didn't smell the malt. It just sort of smelled clean. Um, it looks clean. You can see right through it, uh, but not in a watery way. Um, no, for a blonde beer, you know, it's a little darker than than a lot of blonde beers you get, and, and so that you know, it, it looks it's a it's more than anything I would say it's a very inviting color that you see you see poured in the in a glass, and it uh, it looks like you want to drink that. It it looked very similar. Um, in fact, I would I would compare it to last episode 
the community's Texas lager. I would say the look in the glass, I would say they were almost identical. Maybe this is a little darker, but but not much. They're very similar. Which, do you, do you remember what we gave Texas lager by any chance? Well... Uh, we're going to look it up when I'm going funny to... Funny you bring that I'm up. I'm going to say that... Um, there we are. For look, we gave it... Tuck, you gave it a four. I gave it a four, and I'm going to give this one a four as well. Um, I just, I like a darker looking beer, which sometimes, but still, if if you put that down in front of me on a hot summer day, I, I would love the look of that. Jim, what about you? Well, as opposed to the Texas Lager last time out, I gave that a three. I'm going to give this a four. I actually like this uh, a little bit better. Uh, just in comparison, this seems a little darker, a little bit, uh, there's just this, the aroma, okay. which, uh, wasn't very powerful, but it was, it was very subtle and, uh, we'll get to that too with the sort of the taste on your palate too. It's, it's subtle with the bombshell blonde. So I, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. All right. Moving on to taste. What did you think? When you had your your first taste, you know, Tuck, it was uh, it was very smooth. It was very refreshing. It's not as you know. We've had a few that are more that cre- uh, clean, crisp. We've had some that are more of that. But uh, in terms of just a summer beer out there on the back porch drinking on a, on a warm evening. This is a very good option for that. This is an outstanding, outstanding beer. If if this is, you know, if that's the uh, the time and place. No, I, I agree. Um, it is different than some of the other uh, lager style, uh, the ones we've described as, as cleaner, lighter. Uh, it does have more flavor to it. Right. Um, which I like, but like on a hot day... It probably, I might go for one of the other ones that didn't have as much flavor first, but if this was uh, also there, it would certainly be in consideration. Um, it, it would definitely be one when I'm grilling out, I, I would want to have to sip on while I'm standing there grilling. I, I do like the flavors. Um, they're very unique. They're, they, they change uh, the first sip. Uh, you you get some flavor. It's hard to describe, but it does change in a pleasant way. The aftertaste is slight but pleasant. Uh, there wasn't a time where I wasn't like, "Oh, this is not good." Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think uh, I think really what uh, stands out is just the the different aspects of the different malts coming through, and I think they're coming through at a different point in the flavor process on your palate. And so I really do like that. Uh, and so Tuck, uh, with its taste, uh, out of ten points, the big, our big category. How many points would you award to Bombshell Blonde? I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. One of the things that they uh, stressed uh, in on their website about this beer is that it tastes creamy, and that doesn't mean it tastes like cream. It's it's uh, very similar to the uh, Shiner Cream Ale. I actually like this one better than the Shiner Cream Ale. Um, it's a it's one of those flavors you have to try it to kind of get, but they did a great job uh, of creating that, and, and it's an eight for me. Jim, what about you? I agree. I think this uh, this beer works very, very well. 
that uh, when they put this together, that uh, how they blended these different uh, these different flavors and how it shines through in the beer itself, they hit it just out of the park. It's outstanding. I, I too would give it an eight. You know, I was struggling. Is this an eight? Is this a nine? It, it's right on the edge. It's on the cusp of being a nine, which uh, says a lot. Just I really, really like this beer. That's uh, I I agree. Uh, and, and I agree with you about the being close to a nine, uh, but it's still an eight for me. So the last question is, is this a Texas beer? Jim, what do you think? Tuck the uh, the imagery on the can, the uh, the bombshell blonde, the name, everything about it just uh, shouts out to me. Yes, this is a Texas beer. I think this is a five out of five. I, I don't have any issue. I mean, ranging from the uh, the stripes on the bomb are reminiscent of the Texas flag. You add to that just the uh, the cowgirl. Riding the uh, you know, and she is not just uh, she's not just strapped in. She's uh, she's got a handle, a tied down to the bomb that she is you know, uh, much like a, a, a on a rodeo circuit. She's hanging on and she's uh, controlling the uncontrollable. This is five out of five for me. I can't quite agree with you on a five. Uh, I, I gave it a three. The cowgirl is Texas. The bomb is Texas, but it doesn't have that extra something that made it Texas. I don't know. Maybe if they put Slim Pickens instead of the girl, like in Dr. Strangelove. Um, well, actually, if they ever did that, I would give it a six out of five um, just because I love that scene. Um, but I, I do give it a three. Uh, it, it is more Texas than a lot of the ones we've had. It's just not enough Texas um, for me to go up over a three. Okay. And this is where you'd hit stop, and we'll try the next beer. For our second beer today, we're reviewing Buried Hatchet Stout. This would be our second stout that we've uh, reviewed. This uh, Buried Hatchet has an ABV of 8.25%. And an IBU of 50. Tuck, would you tell us a little bit more about uh, about the beer? All right. It's a dark brown, uh, I would say almost black, uh, stout. It's got coffee and chocolate odors. You, you can definitely smell those as it's pouring. You can smell them. Again, like the bombshell, a lot of attention paid to the malt, which is, right. I, I got to say, this is, is one of the... Uh, breweries that, that actually does put a lot into that you know so many of them it's the hops it's the hops to to see this amount of thought put into the malt i, I really like it i do uh, too i do too it, it shows that they really are making a good product all the way around uh some of the malts that they have in there the raw special pale uh the breeze i think that's how it said roasted malt uh a bunch of uh, different types of rolled oats they have about seven or eight different kinds listed the hops, only one kind of hop, and that's the sapphire again. Tuck, as you were you were introducing it, you said it was almost almost black. Is it as black as? Uh... It is almost as black as Breadberg's heart, okay, or soul. Um, but yes, no, it's 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 there. It it, it looks like a, a stout, and it's the way I want my stout to look. Which brings us to 
sight, and label. So the can, Tuck, tell us a little bit about the can. Um, it is designed by Michael Draper, who we mentioned designed their original cans and was there at the beginning. Um, it is the CEO, Dave, his favorite uh, label and name, and there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, one, it, it just uh, to describe the label, it's buried hatchet, it's gold and brown. Uh, those are the highlight colors, gold yeah. around the top and bottom, and then the brown. It's a it's literally a hatchet that's been buried, and from that a tree is growing. the The root system of the tree is the buried hatchet, and a tree is growing. Yeah, so um, you have this little sapling popping up, and and. But tell us more about uh, and Dave was was kind enough to share this with us as uh, as when in his email. What did he say was uh, sort of the motivation for the name of this particular beer? I honestly think he said it best, and so I'm just going to read the quote that he gave us uh, in in when he was answering the questions that we had. And here it is: "quote It reflects my relationship with my former employer, as well as the importance of putting things behind you in life and allowing new things to grow from them." This is the sprouting of the tree from the handle, end quote. That really makes me love this label. Um, it, it tells a story. Even without it, you kind of see there's, there's something more behind it. It gives this beer a lot of heart to me. It makes me really appreciate that um, everything in this uh, put in a lot of thought and concern. Um, before I get into my rating, is there anything I'm missing on the label you wanted to add? I know there's some other stuff you were looking at. No, I just, I really do like, uh, I, I like the can. I like the aspect that uh, the hatchet is uh, providing life to this new sapling. And uh, it's, it's somewhat rocky soil. Uh, I think that's important. I don't think that's an accident. But uh, it tells a story. And it's it's a great story to be told of, of relationships, and, and so certainly, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, Tuck, uh, where, how would you rank uh, this particular appearance of the can? Uh, I'm going to give it a five. Um, I, I love it. The story behind it. Um, I, I have to say, uh, uh, Michael Draper's artwork. I, I like it. I, I kind of, uh, he said he was an artist. I kind of want to know if there's anything out there just picture wise. I'd, I'd actually kind of like a print of his work. I, I It's eye catching. It's very subtle. Like the colors themselves don't stand up in the bombshell blonde, bright colors, big imagery on this one. It's very subtle, but it tells a story. I'm not an art critic, so I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying, but even as art, I would love this as a print. Like it's, it's, it's meaningful. Right. Um, it would even pierce the black salt, the black heart of, of Breadburg, okay. who actually would really appreciate it. Uh, what about you? What did you give it? You know, for the appearance of the can, I, I'm I'm going to give it a four for many of the same reasons. The one thing that just takes it away, just one aspect of it. Just the the gold. I don't think it's necessary. I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see the need for it. That uh, is at the top and bottom of the can. I think it takes away from the overall uh, both message uh, of the name and and the beer. But uh, but I still like it a lot. I still like it. I think 
The one thing that's sort of also, I would argue, it doesn't stand out to the degree that you're going to, your eye's going to be drawn to it in the store. Does that make sense? Uh, no, that, that makes sense. It, it is, like I said, subtle. Um, it would be, I guess it would be if you're looking for it, you, you would have to look a little harder. But the, the story, I guess, I guess I'm just more soulful. For these sort of things. And I actually did really like the gold. It, it made it nicer to me. So I guess I'm just uh, more of a better person. All right. Um, moving on. Um, really? Had to go there. I, I did. I did. Um, the look in the glass. Uh, why don't you describe the look? What so, did you see? So the look in the glass, it is a deep, dark brown. I mean, you see absolutely nothing through the through the glass uh it's not quite motor oil darkness but it's close the uh the the foam after the pour a nice light tan light brown um which there was a pretty good reasonable head after the pour um but what really stands out and it and it by all means it should stand out in a stout after the pour the smell the the aroma was just it was magnificent. It was uh, the hints of the chocolate, the hints of the uh, of the coffee. Uh, there is just a phenomenal um, range of uh, of aroma from this beer, and, and it was fantastic. It was it was. I know a lot a lot of people are scared off by dark beers, but uh, no this. Buried Hatchet, I thought it was phenomenal right after the pour. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, you said it was hints of chocolate and coffee. Sometimes you, you hear it's got subtle hints or it's got hints of this and you just kind of think you might smell it. No, in this case, that is really what stood out. The smell is exceptional. It's right. neither one overpowers the other. Neither one is too much. Sometimes, especially with the coffee, it just smells like they poured in like a day-old coffee into the half of it. And you're just like, oh, that's too much coffee. This was a pleasant mix of the two. And let me just clarify. It's the dark chocolate. It's that the bitterness yes. of, the, of the cocoa. That, that, yeah, that's what comes through. And it was, yeah, it was wonderful. It, it hit everything I want in the way a stout should look. Um the the head was perfect. Uh, it 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 made the right amount. Um, I'm I'm giving it a five. Tuck as would I. I. This is everything I want in a stout. Everything and well and then so it was it, yes. very very good. Yes, I uh, I was very happy with it. Which brings us to taste the big one and. Uh, Again, I'm gonna turn it over to you. What do you What do you think? How did it taste to you? The taste was complex, as you'd really want in a stout. The taste, its initial flavor that you taste on your on your palate right away, is is that bitterness that uh, to me it was more the well, it was a combination of the of the coffee with the uh, dark chocolate. That uh, but the bitterness from the dark chocolate, it's there. It's very, very evident, and then it just fades away. It doesn't go away in uh, in its entirety, but it it starts to fade, it, and then it's just there's this subtle lingering as you go on. 
but uh, it's very smooth in spite of that bitterness, which seems to be contradictory at first, but uh, it, it is easy to drink. It is uh, exceedingly flavorful, and uh, it was just wonderful, wonderful to, to drink. I, uh, I, I'm going to say something I, I did not think when we first started this. This is my favorite Texas stout, and it may have moved into my second favorite stout overall. Guinness will always be... It, to me, that's it. Doesn't get better. You're it's you're always going to be fighting for a second, and this one has moved ahead of pretty much everyone that I've had. The the taste, you're right. It's complex. It starts to me with a sweetness mm. that's not overpowering. Just a nice sweetness that turns bitter, that then disappears and turns into a combination of a sweet, bitter amazing flavor the aftertaste sometimes with a stout all you get is the bitterness this one had an aftertaste that was both complex and i almost didn't want to take another sip for a little while just to let that linger yeah because it it was so good and i was i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you on the points it's getting a 10 from me um, if you're right below Guinness, what I'm talking about, how does it rank with all of the beers that I've tried from around the world? And I'm saying it's, it's right there below Guinness. It, it, it can't get anything other than a 10. I, I want this. I want to try it, uh, from a tap. I want to try right. it at the brewery. Definitely. I want to try it in so many different ways. I want to try it with certain foods. I, I'm going to go out, uh, once we're done here and I'm going to go see if I can find it. It's a Sunday. So I may have to wait until tomorrow um, until I can actually find it at a liquor store. But um, this is going in my uh, beer fridge, and I may be having to reevaluate my top three favorite beers. Now, to be fair, and, and we don't normally go into this level of detail, we're recording this. Uh, just uh, It's just past noon on a Sunday, and that's not what I would characterize as prime stout drinking uh but uh this just overcomes all no, of it no i i agree this would be better you you actually said it this would be great uh, around a campfire right um for me i would also like this um uh after school like i'm a teacher um not after every day but after a friday <laughs> in the fall um once it gets what if i've had a bad week and Friday, it's probably the weekend. This is one I would I would search out, right? Um, uh, and and it would help ease the pain of 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 the educational field. But no, I, I, what about you? What did you score? I would score buried buried hatchet scores for me at nine. This is this is absolutely outstanding. Uh, I hesitate to give it a ten, not because it's not a fabulous beer. I hesitate, I suppose, in the sense of, is it my favorite? Is it is it up there? Well, in terms of stouts, yes. In terms of overall, it's not my favorite. It's an exceedingly good beer. It, it is a very, very good stout. And, and I would not, uh, at this point, there's not a stout I would recommend on a higher, on a higher basis than Buried Hatchet. It's I, just that good. 
I certainly agree. If anyone asks me what, what Texas stout, it's going to be buried hatchet. Um, if anyone asks me, I mean, I'm changing my entire overall beer rankings in my head as we speak to include this one in the top five. So I, I can't give it anything less than a 10. So, and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I want everyone to give this a 10. It's, it's that good. I, I, I want to call friends and be like, <laughs> you have to try this. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm glad, you know, more than anything. And I think, uh, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Dave recommended this. And I think, uh, when, uh, he first conversed with my cousin and as well as through the emails that, uh, went back and forth between us, he's the one who said, well, you should try buried hatchet. And, and Dave, you are spot on. Yes. This is fabulous. And even when he answered our questions, you felt like this was the one, even though Bombshell Blonde is their big one. Right. This was the one. I think this one has... More meaning to it. Yes. And, and it should. And and the flavor, it, it's... Okay. I, I could go on for the rest of the day, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, finally, is it a Texas beer? That's Jim? A, that's a difficult question. So you have to start with me. Uh, is Buried Hatchet a Texas beer? It's a, it's a great question. I, I I would have to say there aren't many elements that uh, of Buried Hatchet that resonate to me as a Texas beer. Uh, it I'm going back and forth. Is this a one? Is this a two? I love the beer so much. I, I got to give it a two, but there's not much that suggests this is a Texas beer. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll dig a little deep. The hatchet, I'm going to go with the hatchet uh, is, is what earns it that second point that, uh, you know, Texas, we love our, our weapons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and even if it's buried and now the uh, root system to a, uh, to a sapling, uh, yes, it gets me, a, it gets for me a two. I, I can't say anything's going to hurt me more than saying I, I agree with you. I have to give it a two. If they had just written this this hatchet is in Texas, I would then be able to give it a five. As, come and take this hatchet. Yes, come and take it. Um, this tree is uh, is in Texas. Anything. I, I want it to the taste. Um, oh, I, I want to give it more. I just, I can't, it's a two, I have to stick by the strict guidelines I've given myself on my ratings, and I'm heartbroken. Okay. I want to give this, I want to give it a perfect score, which I believe I would have had it not been, I'm, you know what, no, I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it a three because you know what? It's in Houston. That's part of Texas. I I have to. I I have to. Um, solid, solid reasoning. It. This beer is so good. I. Uh, yeah, it's getting a three for me because um, on the can it does say uh, on there um, brewed in Conroe, Texas. So it does have the word Texas on there, and so I justify it. Um, that's beautiful, Tuck. Yes. Um, so there we are. Well, let's go to our uh, final totals there. All right. Um, 
for uh, Bombshell Blonde. I think uh, we might have a slight revision, Tuck. Well, you want to tell us about this? I've been thinking about it um, on the Is It a Texas Beer? I only was looking at the can when I originally gave it a three. The taste of it, which is very indescribable, is a Texas taste. It is one that on a hot Texas summer day, I would want. Now, not I don't, too hot. Not too hot. Now, I want to say this. It's more like a spring, early summer. Right. Um October when it gets down to 90 um, beer that I would seek out on the super hot days the the flavor and I know this sounds weird the flavor is so complex I don't know if I would really want it on a super hot day I would want something that was almost water yeah when it's when it's 90 plus I, I don't think uh, I don't think bombshell blonde is at its at its peak performance. No, but I am gonna change my is it a Texas beer to a four. Okay. Over a three, because I, I do need to take into um, account of that. Okay, so Bombshell Blonde, with all of that in mind, with a recent addendum, uh, for appearance, both of us gave it a five, so ten points for appearance. For the the uh, after the pour, how did it smell, what did it look like in the glass, both of us gave it a four, so eight more additional points. For the taste of Bombshell Blonde, each of us scored... Bombshell Blonde and eight. And then for Is It a Texas Beer? Well, now Tuck with his uh, addendum to a score. That's uh, nine points total from uh, the two of us. Five for me, four for Tuck. And Bombshell Blonde adds up to a 43. Now, where does that put that on our list? Bombshell Blonde, now at a 43. That's uh, incredibly high up the list. As uh, I'm going to our top list now, that ties Bombshell Blonde for second with Idiot's Hill. And I, now that I've completely destroyed my rankings, I should have listed that as a more of a Texas beer, but it's still not. It's a Denton beer. But let's go on and okay. let's see about the uh, Buried Hatchet. Where does that stack up? Well, Buried Hatchet has nine points from... Uh, the appearance in the can, five from Tuck, four from me. After the pour, uh, both of us gave it a ten. That this is, but between the aroma, between the uh, just its appearance in the glass, buried hatchet is is a perfect stout. In terms of its taste, nineteen out of twenty, which I don't think we've had higher than that for any of our beers. And, and what's weird is since. We are only one point apart on that, and I feel like this is the most I've ever disagreed with you <laughs> on anything. This you should have given it a ten. I, I, I apologize. It's it's okay, but um, I, I know we agree on a lot of these beers, but uh, this feels like a huge gap between nine and, and ten. <laughs> nine and ten seems like the furthest apart we've ever been. On any score. And finally... Uh, Irreconcilable differences, I think is how that's described. I, one of us may be looking for a new co-host. Um, we may have competing. Um, all right, Isn't it fun. a Texas beer? Tuck gave it a three. I gave it a two. And so, Buried Hatchet also finishes with a 43. So, it's tied with... Tied with Blonde Shell Bomb. 
And tied with Idiot's Hill for second all time. This makes your egregious nine even worse. If you'd given it the ten it deserved, it would have tied second. Shiner Bach. It would have tied Shiner for all time. Okay. I I understand. Shiner's still the Shiner's still Shiner. Yes, it is. But um Wow, we had two these were two great beers. Southern Star came to the table and they came out swinging. I uh I wasn't I mean, I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting to have two of the highest rated beers we've done. Uh, a couple of them have been one really good, one less than stellar. This one, two stellar ones. I'm going to try to seek out Southern Star now. If if nothing else, and we haven't uh by any means, we've never done this before. We've never considered this before. But uh, the uh, total for the two beers, obviously the highest we've ever had from the two beers from one brewery. That would be. Of course, Shiner, we've only done the one. So someday we'll get to doing some of their other ones. Um, but And I don't know if I mentioned this. Their Buried Hatchet Stout might be one of the best stouts I've ever had. I don't think I've said that enough. I'm not sure that it's, came through. It's a 10, not a 9 on flavor. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to Beer in the Heart of Texas. And before we go, we'd like to thank a couple of people. First of all, Jeff Blankenship for creating the music heard in the podcast. And friend of the podcast, Michael Vick, for helping us with all the technical support and advice. And let's not forget, we need to support our local breweries. And please tip your bartenders well for they're doing the Lord's work.